0: Monday is here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, five days before Christmas. And we got another week, another couple of days of podcasting. Yeah. Right, man y'all know what time it is well literally it's 7 53 p.m <clears throat> later than usual you know busy work day but i was prepared for it i was ready to do my eight and hit the gate and here we are just on the peak of eight o'clock i am here until 10 15 so i made podcasts until about 10 o'clock uh considering the fact that the shit that i needed done is finished The only thing that I have to do when I come back in this building is turn off the lights so you guys have my undivided attention for a whopping two hours. So, let's jump right into the fuckery. And by the way, Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast. What am I thinking? Matter of fact, damn, where's Vegeta? I'm back, bitches. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Let's get it, man. It's Monday, 20th of December. Just got done smoking a little bit. I tried the smoke before I record for now on to prevent the coughing. I know a lot of you people may think this nigga is ill. This nigga is sick. There's something wrong with this guy. No, there's nothing wrong. I am uh, stoned and i want to take this time to play a sound clip from the late great Nate Dogg and this is what it is every day every day yeah <clears throat> so yeah I'm smoking a cigarette now, but I'm still coughing from the weed that I just smoked. And I put this shit out because the shit that I be smoking nowadays is too fucking strong, which is good because I save a lot of money. All right. But anyway, y'all don't want to hear about the greenery. Y'all want to hear about the red pill knowledge. Well, you've come to the right place. All right. Tonight, we're going to talk about the societal whorehouse, the societal whorehouse. All right. The Societal Whorehouse. I want to give a shout out and a salute to the Thinking Man's Templar. I checked out a video that he did recently that he shared on YouTube. Because a lot of guys who used to have work on YouTube, they're getting tired of dealing with the BS. A lot of these people are trying to get their pages taken down, their channels. So they move on to bigger, better things. And I saw a snippet of the Thinking Man's Templar. And he was talking about how the dating market and what we would consider places to find relationships and women have become a societal whorehouse. And with OnlyFans and with things like, you know, other forms of social media, these women will simply objectify themselves. They no longer can blame guys for objectifying them. Women with her ass out taking pictures every day. It blows my mind that these women get upset when guys comment heterosexual men who see a piece of ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, anyway, we're going to be talking about the societal whorehouse. We're also going to be going back and forth because tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to talk about women turned off by intimacy, uh, women uncomfortable with commitment, the misguided women who are overeducated, underappreciated. Um, we talk about, we're going to talk about the fact that there's so many types of men, whether alpha, beta, sigma, whatever the fuck you want to call it, yet there's no types of women. Is there just women? Well, this article proves otherwise. There is the six female personalities and we're going to be talking about that shit tomorrow. But today we got sound clips, baby. We got what I like to call the usual. Um, Red Pill Compilation Responses Thank you Yes 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 We got like eight clips We're gonna go through the eight clips But you guys already know And by the way I hope you guys are preparing yourselves For a lovely holiday I talked about this this morning I recorded something that I'm gonna keep on the cuffs Until Probably next week <clears throat> Or any other time throughout the weekend if i feel like uploading something i already have something to upload i'm trying to get myself positioned to just record and like during the weekend if i can record maybe two hours or maybe just an hour 30 minute parts then i can have extra content when i'm feeling under the weather Um, this is something i used to do a lot especially throughout the days where Either I have time to record, but I don't necessarily have a subject, so I just go off the top. Or I have a subject, written down, article, everything, and I just don't have enough time. (coughs) Excuse me. So I try to find enough time. Excuse me, by the way. uh, Team Green Tea. Oh, man. I needed that. But... There's a lot of times in the previous years, especially last year, I would record maybe three hours throughout the day. I would only upload one video that would be an hour long, and then I would have two more videos that I can either share another one and then save one for tomorrow, or I'll have two for the next day. But I think now, since the energy is where it's at, And I'm at a better headspace and I'm at a better workplace and I can really, I can really break things in half. Like here I had to finish putting together, I had to finish taking out these old uh, air filters from these air conditioner units, these old 1959 air conditioner units. So originally I would already be recording by now. I would've been recording by seven, seven thirty, but instead I had to do this extra work. So I had to pretty much uh, compromise, if you will, <clears throat> certain tasks that I would be able to do within 30 minutes to an hour. Now i pretty much throughout the day an hour behind and I'm kind of picking up the pace, but I was able to get everything done. And what's more important is I'm here with you guys right now. So without further ado, man, We're about to just jump right the fuck in to the Red Pill compilation responses. First, we have something that is called Dysfunctional Woman. And I think I've named so many sound clips on this app Dysfunctional women. I probably have five different recordings named Dysfunctional Woman. Um, We're just going to play it. Like I said, we're going off the cuffs here. So I'm not sure if this audio is going to pick up 100%. Um, after I do maybe three sound clips, talk about some brief discussions, Uh, we'll take the first intermission because when I get back, we're going to go straight in for like a good hour and 30 minutes straight. So I'm trying to give people like a, a timeline, if you will. But I think I'll do that also in the future where I can have my things broken down in the timestamps. The problem is, with the way I talk and the things I talk about here, I'm usually known to go any and everywhere around the subject. But fuck all that. Dysfunctional women. Let's go.
1: Guys, dating in your 30s is something.
2: So I was dating this
1: guy, really liked him, up until the other night. We went and got drinks the other night, and I ran into a guy friend that I know, and I said hi to him. Well, the guy that I'm dating asked me if I'd ever f***ed him. First of all, the answer is no. But second of all, even if this guy got me pregnant at a Chevron gas station, it would have been before you, Chad. Guess what? You met me on Tinder, not youth group, baby. I'm a single mom. I come with a kid. You know that, too. You wanna know how I made that kid? My ex husband bent me over a tree stump in South Lake Tahoe, California after our engagement photos. That was the ticket. So, you're gonna need to get more secure, and I hope things work out for you in the next one.
0: (laughs) Now, I don't know if this is supposed to be comical, because, like, we talked about this before, where, in my humble opinion, bitches are just not funny. They're just, a lot of women just aren't funny. And this girl, she's a girl. Even if she's a single mother, the way that she acts is childlike. You know what I mean? These women, and you always got to pick up on the patterns. These women who talk about they want grown men, they want real men, they want strong men, they want dependable men, all of them are childlike. They're like lost children looking for their father. Let's get it. We're not playing. They're like... Lost fucking kids looking for a father figure. Like, just imagine the dependency that women have, that women truly have towards men. Now, they can have this independent mindset to anything else in life because this is what women were taught. Conditional femininity, where at one minute you can be about equality and even at some minutes you can say that you're better than a man. Until it comes time where you, quote, unquote, really need a man or you want a man to take you out. You want a man to take care of you. You want a man to pay for meals. But you have you have went along. The feminazi narrative and you want to follow the trend. So now you're going to have to deal with those consequences. You're going to meet scumbags because you portray yourself as a scumbag. You betray yourself as a 12-year-old child. A 12-year-old child that needs to be coddled. A 12-year-old child that needs to be handled with kid gloves. This is how a lot of women act. But that's a part of conditional femininity. Because there's a part of them that pretty much goes through a cycle of either a... You're defenseless, you're a victim, you need help, or you're dominant, fuck men, you don't need men, niggas ain't shit, men are trash, kill all men, etc. Nothing changes that. I want you guys to really understand and, and really pay attention to what I'm saying and what I'm going to be saying in the time going forward. But without further ado, we'll just jump right into the next sound clip that I call education don't matter here we go
3: what kind of grades did you get in high school and what do you do for work today
1: so a lot of people are using this sound to talk about how they had bad grades but now they're doing well i want to offer a different perspective Because I worked my ass off for my grades. In high school, I just got A's and B's, which was fine. But I did a ton of extracurriculars and I had great SAT scores. Then in college, it really took off because I was taking STEM classes and I was getting straight A's for the most part. Um, You know, chemistry, biology, calculus, A, A, A. I was doing 15 credit hours a semester, I was working part-time at Starbucks, I was working as a math tutor, I was president of more than one club. I worked so hard that I got to start working in a biology lab where I was pulling 5 a.m. shifts on Christmas Day. I got an honorable mention from the Goldwater Scholarship because of the B I got in organic chemistry. But I'm really happy to say that after all of that hard work, I do think I'm pretty successful now. I have nearly 2,000 subscribers on
0: Only. I don't know if you guys understood what she was trying to say. It was supposed to be a joke. <coughs> but she's telling you guys that she did all of these things, went to school, got straight A's, and then had A's here and there. Then worked at STEM research and did all this crazy scientific shit. None of those things worked out. So the one place that she went was OnlyFans. So you did... You probably are in debt right now. Let's just face it. Most of these bitches who go into college, they don't really think about the long run. And more importantly, a lot of these bitches don't stick with college. So they leave their second, third year or first, second semester. And then they end up having what is called student loan debt. And that student loan debt really taps into that bitch's pockets. Every chance she gets... These motherfuckers, Sally Mae, with all these motherfuckers come up, they call you up, they collect their money. Every chance you get, when you get paid, they're like child support. They're hitting you up. So you got a bitch in debt, did all of these things, all of these spectacular things, in fact, only to get a certain amount of uh, subscribers and people on OnlyFans. So this is what our society creates. This is the societal whorehouse. Shout out to Dinkin' Man's Templar. This is the societal whorehouse. It doesn't matter where you go. I gotta put this shit out. This is some good chronic. It doesn't matter where you go in life. In today's view of society, you will always come across women who are looking for shortcuts. You will always come across women are trying to get over men in any way shape or possible any way shape form or possibility because these women essentially have nothing to offer so of course the women who are the most educated oh yeah we're going to college and we're bettering ourselves you catch up to these women five years later they left college in less than a year they're about 10 10 to 25, even sometimes 50 G's in student loan debt. They have no talent, zero talent, no skills. So, of course, you have lazy bitches, like you have lazy bitches that are in shape. I think a lot of guys know what I'm gonna talk about, right? You got women who are in shape, excellent shape, and they don't do anything but take pictures of themselves, go to the gym. And post it on OnlyFans She'll post And and you don't even gotta dispute this She'll post her gym routine On Instagram Right She goes on Instagram She got a slideshow damn near A slideshow uh, A picture gallery of this bitch in the gym Posing next to equipment Knowing damn well This bitch ain't physically active Or not even really in shape To be in that gym in the first place These bitches are out of pocket. These women are sick. Anyway, this is what you have. And like I said, I don't know if this is supposed to be funny. I mean, I thought it was kind of funny. I'm not going to lie because I was waiting for her to say that she just works drive through at Wendy's now or she's just the burger bitch at McDonald's. No, this bitch is on OnlyFans. What a surprise. And like I said, if this was if this shit was supposed to be funny, that one did a little bit better. Okay. You know, when it came to like laughter and shit, yeah, that was that one was a little bit better. But a lot of these women just aren't funny. And when they talk about, and you guys gotta really pay attention to these like compilations. I'm gonna try to do something where I either give the link to a lot of the videos, but you have to realize. I don't get these compilations um, from one particular video compilation. I get it from several compilations. Like, within these eight clips that I have, I would say that out of these eight clips, they're probably from four to five separate videos. But if I have to go back and link them so you guys can check it out yourselves, I think that would be a better option as well. Um, what's always interesting about women... <clears throat> it goes back to women wanting to be competitive and want to compete against men. Um, Instead of the woman you're with, imagine the woman that you're with, instead of her seeing you as a partner, she sees you as an opponent, right? Just imagine where the fuck was my lighter? Hold up. Oh, here we go. Just imagine your significant other. Or just imagine a woman that you were talking to. And you guys hit it off, right? You guys are vibing. You guys have a connection. There's chemistry. All of those type of scientific words just to describe two people that's trying to fuck one another. But anyway. <clears throat> All of a sudden, she goes from wanting to sleep with you or from wanting to be with you to wanting to beat you. Not beat you physically, but beat you being better than you. So these women today are problematic at best. They are, uh, like I said, problematic at best. When you deal with these type of women who are like, educated you're in for a rude awakening because a lot of these women they've been taught by their influencers to be dominant over men right but a lot of these women aren't really competing in that way they're emulating men which is why the slut walks and all of these things come out where these women embrace the idea of being toxic which they are By validating and continuing the process and becoming the influencers of the youngsters and the little ones coming up. So you go to a middle school or you go to like elementary school. A lot of these kids have phones now, you know what I'm saying? So and there's no monitoring, there's no people monitoring 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 I hate that word monitoring (laughs) there's not a lot of people that's over top and making sure that you know they're not viewing and being a part of shit that they're not supposed to be a part of TikTok became such a problem because the same place where kids go to view funny cartoon clips is the same place where single mothers and dysfunctional bitches love to twerk and be hoes think about that. See, that's the real issue with TikTok. A lot of these clips are from TikTok. And I think that the clips are very useful. I just think it's at the wrong place. That's why I would never put my work on TikTok. I would never do it because I know there's a lot of sensitive hoes, um, worthless manginas that are just waiting for my type of content to hit the surface. And I already know when I go to YouTube and when I start the New Age traditionalism channel and I really start from the ground up, I'm not going to delete the old videos. I'm going to keep them there, but I know I'm going to be, you know, a target at certain points with the things that I talk about. And like I said, I'm with the smoke. I'm with the fuckery. I don't care especially some bitch that thinks she got everything put together, nothing wrong with her. See, I like dealing with those type of women and I like dealing with them because I like to be as realistic and as brutally honest as possible. And I'm not the villain for it. I'm actually doing her a favor. I'm letting the woman know right away that I'm not tolerating whatever bullshit that you've done with other guys or anything like that. I'm not even going to tolerate it. And I'm just going to, speak my mind and be direct right away no uh miscommunication none of that shit you either take it or leave it and if you leave it there ain't no leftovers when you come back i'm not i'm not a, i'm not an old plate a lot of y'all niggas are signing up to be old plates and y'all know what I'm talking about you deal with these funky assholes who want to bullshit play around ghost you and you go. All right, peace, bye. You go back on your grind. You go on your focus. Now these bitches is showing up like they never left. Oh, what you been up to? Shout out to Kevin Samuels. These bitches hit you with the hey big head. I'd be laughing at these fucking women. See the funny thing about it is, I'm grateful to know the knowledge that I know now. Because if I did not know this knowledge, I would be making a lot of bad mistakes. I would be making a lot of bad decisions, excuse me, a lot of bad decisions. But now that I'm more red pill aware, I look past a lot of these women. Like at, I think <clears throat> me being 33, I've gained the strength of looking at women or seeing women for what they are. If there's an attractive woman, she's just an attractive woman. Until I communicate with her, she's just an attractive woman. <clears throat> in a lot of cases, I don't have to communicate with these bitches because their presentation is so bad. They, they're good-looking. They're bad, yeah. They're bad as in good-looking, but they're also bad when it comes to presentation. And they don't have any form of femininity today. These women try to transform themselves into men while saying men are bad. You have to look into the behaviors of a lot of women. It's pretty bipolar. like, And I'm not even disrespecting people who have bipolar. I'm just saying the way that they function, they have the extreme highs, right? These bitches have the extreme high when it comes to validation, communication. If a woman's the center of attention, it's almost a drug to her. This is why social media can constantly pump the same type of bitches doing the same type of shit. And it really became one of the red pills itself because you realize that a lot of these women that look different and act different, they're really the same. They have the same toxic behavioral traits. And these bitches are dysfunctional and problematic at best. But let's continue, man. We went through the delusional woman. Education don't matter. Now we're going to deal with simp energy. And this goes out to a lot of you niggas. I'm getting tired of seeing these videos with you guys pedestalizing vagina. I get fucking sick and tired of it. See, it would be completely different, even though I disagree with it. But if you had a girlfriend and you put that girlfriend on the pedestal, that's completely different. That's your business. You are with that woman for the time being, because it's never, you know. It's never yours. It's only your turn in today's, you know, saying when it comes to relationships but you at least have you at least have her temporarily momentarily you feel me but this simp energy we're gonna play this clip and i want you guys to really listen to what this guy is saying and i'm gonna break it down like a quarter pound i'm gonna break it down like a compound and i'm gonna break it down to the vitamins and minerals we're gonna break this shit all the way down all right so without further ado simp energy
2: Let's talk about the reason why I've been single for two and a half years. So I was with this girl that I did a lot for, her and her little boy. (laughs) We'll try to. And um, I got a message one day saying, if you want to be with me, move with me and quit your job. And I told her I'd move with her, but I'm not quitting my job. And she didn't like that. I get home, all her stuff's gone, come to find out that her baby daddy helped her move all her stuff out of my house, and then they moved to Dallas together, and I think about a month later, I finally got my phone back that I've gotten her, and I had gotten all these messages from their conversations about how they were talking and all this stuff, and she always sat there and accused me of cheating when she was the one cheating. Trust issues. Never again.
0: Typical. Typical, guys. And you, you have to understand, man, this is more common than you think. You see these tough guy Hollywood Hulk Hogan acting niggas out here. Ready to rip their shirts off one minute, but when they get downplayed by a bitch or would it, they they be the same type of niggas that fuck with single mothers. That's why you can't look at appearance, guys. You can look at appearance for yourself Your self image is very important But when it comes to the appearance of others There has to be actions that are incorporated <laughs> A lot of you niggas are just going by looks And a lot of you niggas is getting burnt Okay A lot of you niggas is getting the lava draws You fucking around with Keisha three blocks away You end up pissing And psh, before you know it Usher let her kick in Damn You fucked up. These women are sick. You fucked up, buddy. I said this before, and I was brave when I said this shit. Bold statement. I would fuck a porn star before I would fuck a modern-day woman. Now, there's multiple reasons why I'm saying this. The one reason is probably a reason you probably don't even think about, but you know it's a true statement. So these porn stars, right? These women who have sex for money on camera, adult entertainers, okay, are more clean. I believe they're tested regularly before doing any, any set, any, uh, any film video shoot of any, any sorts. There is a AIDS test, an STD checkup, all that shit. They make sure these bitches are clean. A lot of you who today, y'all walk, y'all walk around, y'all roam the streets, y'all fuck guys constantly back to back. Y'all bitches aren't washing y'allself. Y'all bitches are trifling. Y'all need to be dealt with. God damn it. Y'all need this. Y'all need this message. Going around women and fucking guys is just not cute. You see, like, unfortunately, you guys, you women, excuse me, aren't guys. You're not men. So when a man goes around or when a man is known for sleeping around with women, even you women that say that's toxic, that's bad, you'll look at him in an attractive matter. Why? Because he's known for sleeping around with women. He's known to having a way with women. A woman who, quote unquote, has a way with men, that's not popular. You can't can't make it popular. It's illogical. It's actually, it does more harm to you than you can even imagine. Your pair bonding skills will not exist. You'll be a cat lady by age 30. And then by 35, you'll be asking yourself, well, where are all the good men? These bitches are sick. They're fucking sick, man. Totally. Anyway, yeah, we're having fun tonight. It's 824. We are going through these clips pretty fast. I may have to do a brief intermission. Because we still have one, two, three, four, five. We have five sound clips to go. But I think with a lot of shit that I have to talk about. And there's still, um, there's, like I said, there's the article that I want to do. But I'm not going to do that until tomorrow. Um, like I said, I tried to do something earlier this morning. But I forgot that my plan was not to uh upload that episode until maybe New Year's Eve. Possibly just a bonus episode. Um, You know, I was thinking of doing a podcast New Year's Eve for New Year's. I got to see what my boy is doing. Hopefully my boy can tag along. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to do spontaneous shit, man. I'm not trying to really stay in one particular position. Even though this is the Red Pill Party podcast, the way that I'll talk about things will be unique. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. 825 now as we speak i think i'm about to do a quick intermission um the fuck am i gonna play how about we play outside of the box for a little bit and once we get done with that we'll get back into the sound clips we'll talk about shit to come for the rest of the week so you guys already know what it is the real the raw the red pill party podcast be right back (laughs) All right. We back, man. Little outside of the box. You know, what I mean, old instrumental. I'm still I'm really getting back into uh, making beats. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm really getting back into making beats. And I mean heavy. Like a lot of times. It's always like it's the same analogy as like riding a bike. Like once you learn something, once you. It's a process to kind of regain everything still. But you pretty much know what you know. It's just really getting back into the rhythm. And I mean that with pun intended, getting back into the rhythm of things. Finding your sound. It's almost like your sound being your identity. So that's how I look at my music. My music is my identity. It's beyond words. It just goes by sound. And it goes by a style and sound, and it goes with the level and volume of sound and the bass, and the horns or the synthesizer or the kicks or the snares or the clap, all that. But anyway, Jersey Dude, the Red Pill Party podcast, back, and we're going to go right back into. <clears throat> we're going to go right back into the symmetry. We have started this one off with the dysfunctional female. We talked about why education don't matter when it comes to women. We've also displayed a little simp energy with this guy. And I want to talk about this for a second. So you have a guy, the nice guy. You can tell by his voice and what he's talking about. He decides to get into a relationship, right? We're going to just start this off the way that it should be started off, right? We're going to go through... The ups and downs, we're going to really analyze and we're really going to get into the meat and the potatoes of what this man is talking about. So we're going to play this back again. So without further ado, the Simp Energy uh, Rewind. Okay, we're going to play this back and we're going to talk about it.
2: Let's talk about the reason why I've been single for two and a half years. So I was with this girl that I did a lot for her and her little boy we will try to and uh, I got a message one day saying if you want to be with me move with me and quit your job and I told her I'd move with her but I'm not quitting my job and she didn't like that I get home all her stuff's gone come to find out that her baby daddy helped her move all her stuff out of my house and then they moved to Dallas together And I think about a month later, I finally got my phone back that I've gotten her and I had gotten all these messages from their conversations about how they were talking and all this stuff. And she always sat there and accused me of cheating when she was the one cheating. Trust issues. Never again.
0: This guy got put through the fucking ringer. You understand me? This nigga got put through the fucking ringer. All right. This guy got demolished. Right. And this is what happens when you deal with today's women. You got this quote unquote nice guy. Right. He decides to get into a relationship. Like I said, we're going to break this down. We have a quote unquote nice guy. Right. And you guys know what, uh, these guys represent. It's not about what they are truly. It's about, in a way, what they represent to women. When women see these guys, what do these women think? Beta. One more time. Beta. Beta. When a woman comes across a guy, especially a single mother, when a single mother, or better yet, let's reverse that. When a man come across a single mother, and he is just openly, open and willing to take out the bitch, take out the child, and even get to a point where he treats that child like one of his. That's when it's too late. It's too late. Way too late. So, a couple things to also point out. And I've mentioned this point before in previous episodes, before I've even heard this video. Shout out to uh, Steph is Cold. Huge <laughs> shout out to Steph is Cold. Because, well, As I addressed, and as a lot of other people address, when a single mother is still around, the baby father, the baby father is still smashing. You nice guys out there, you guys participate in this fuckery. You participate in this madness. You easily sign yourself up for possibly being killed Over a single mother. Now the reason why I say this. Is because a lot of these guys. Are on some bitter shit. A lot of these baby fathers. Who weren't good enough. In a lot of ways are. To the woman's point of view. Wasn't good enough. To be the the actual father. Now sure. That man will be in the child's life. Hopefully. If she doesn't go on no dickhead shit. Get the court involved. Or grill this nigga for child support, lock his ass up. Then that way the woman can get all the benefits and, you know, Section 8 can get involved. But that's a whole different story. We don't want to go too far, do we? I mean, really, do we? Because I'll fry you, bitches. I'll get the cast iron ready. I have the skillet ready. We have the canola oil burning. We're about to saute these bitches. We talking about dysfunctional functional hose, why education doesn't matter to sip energy and keep in mind, this guy is what you would consider a good guy or a quote unquote nice guy. He was the one who volunteered his services, who volunteered himself and his responsibility to a child that is not his. Now, I get it. A lot of people will say that's some simp shit, but to be fair, that is some, I wouldn't say no manly shit, but I would say it's some compassionate shit. It's something that a man should never have for a woman. And I hate to be blunt about this, but you have to look at it both ways, women. like The guy is out here looking for a woman to connect with. He connects with you. But that child will always be a benefactor on why he will never fully have you. You have been had already. Literally, a man has nutted inside of you and created a child that unfortunately you are stuck with taking care of. But me as a man, a man who has to take care of mine, cannot put a child that is not mine in that level of responsibility or priority. Therefore, the money that I work for and the shit that I grind out every day eight eight hours eight hours a day recently weekends come i I get up pick up a couple hours for that luckily the holidays coming up and i was talking about how it was going to be pretty difficult for me to wait until next thursday to go back to the stores and grab all the christmas shit that i had that i didn't get a chance to grab last week I came in today and these people said, hey, you know, we're going to, you know, these people are going to pay us early because of the holiday coming up. And besides that, we wouldn't have had all of the money backed up from the week. You guys know how like pay period and shit goes. So I was like, cool. So now this Thursday, I can do a lot of running around. Gather a lot of the items and shit that I need, possibly grab a laptop. I don't know possibly do myself a favor which i'm thinking about doing and with the rest of the money i can just put aside but um really i i don't even understand where women the thing that i don't understand about women is this right you have a guy who comes into your life right and you know in your mind that that guy is incapable of being a father or that guy is incapable of being faithful or that guy is incapable of being committed. And you still sleep with that guy. He's still nutted up in you and you still have a child. So now you're frustrated. Right. Because even though society puts you on a pedestal for being a single mother, you're still dealing with the burden and the responsibilities of raising a child alone. It's man, woman, and child. It doesn't matter how you look at it. Yeah, sure. The woman, the woman gives birth to the child. I won't, I won't take anything away from that. But it always takes a man to nut up inside of you. And I have to be raw and direct. It takes a man to nut up inside of you. So when you decide to get a nut, a nut ass nigga to nut inside of you, you're gonna have some nut ass dysfunctional ways. And see, I don't, I don't hold, I don't bite my tongue when it comes to single mothers. And like I said, it goes down to the double standards. See, a bitch, a woman will deal with a guy with a kid for a multitude of reasons. Number one, he's already he's already settled in the role of father. When you're a father, I can imagine the responsibility that you have, not just as a father, but as a person, as a everyday person. You can't make dumb decisions. You can't make irrational decisions because you're not only putting yourself at risk, you're putting your child, your children at risk. You feel me? Luckily for me, I don't have children. I don't take unnecessary risk, but I'm not afraid to take a loss. So I'm always competing in one way, shape or form or another, but I'm almost competing with myself. And it's very difficult to explain. I'm sure a lot of people have heard it before by your little favorite fucking faggot celebrities and shit. But what it boils down to is you're the only person who's going to take blame for your actions. And if you're a dishonest individual or you're simply disingenuous, you may point the finger at other people, but you know deep inside that you're the one that fucked up. So for somebody like me, going through the years of grinding the same way that I'm doing now, podcasting, sitting in a vehicle, but this time I'm sitting in my vehicle. It's all the same, but I realize every year there was progress being made. Every year I grinded out from 2018 to now it was a process it was something that i knew i had to endure so i didn't look at i didn't look at failure as the end-all be-all in fact i got motivated by failure the fact that i can possibly fail something motivates me and keeps me on my toes the less people i'm around the better off i am I hate to say that I don't consider myself antisocial, but I do have. Tendencies of just closing myself off from people and it's not intentional in a lot of ways, like the weekend comes, what can I say? You know, what I mean, I'm out and about Monday through Friday. So when I have time to myself, I usually stay to myself. And I find myself in an excellent mood because I have everything that I need if I want to make music, boom, my laptop's right here. If I want to play video games, boom, my console's right here. If I want to go skate, even though it's cold as shit out, I can't, I'm not skateboarding anytime soon, especially in this weather. My skateboard's in the house, boom, I can I can go out and skate. If I want to go to the car wash, clean my car, I'll take the trip out to the car wash, clean my car. I don't I don't live in the same I don't live with the same narrative that obviously somebody 23 would have you know 23 that generation or generation z whatever the fuck you want to call them they're a completely different breed of human beings i say this in a good way and i say this in a bad way now before we get back into this i do want to address this because a lot of people talk about the generation today without realizing that if it wasn't for the generation before there wouldn't be much dysfunction as a generation that we had present. This could be said the same about my generation of millennials. I'm 33. So when I grew up, technology was blowing up while I was growing up. So I grew up with technology. And I'm sure a lot of people understand that. Like these electronic devices we have, like a phone to me isn't important. I don't really give a fuck about a phone. But like game consoles, video games, and like the internet And everything that transpired from that, we went from America Online to America Online Instant Messenger to other various, you know, chats and emails. Then MySpace, I grew up in high school, it was like a transition. Everybody, like when I got into high school, it was like 2002. So MySpace didn't come out until, what, 2004? 2004. I'm not even sure. Like, during that time it came out, it was an explosion. Everybody had a MySpace. Everybody wanted to be in the favorite or top whatever fucking list. Then Facebook came out. I was at, I was getting ready to get out of high school. And I remember my older brother was either talking to talking on the phone or talking to somebody and was talking about how Facebook was out, but it was supposed to be exclusive to university students and all this other corny shit i was like man fuck facebook i stayed on myspace now throughout the months (laughs) you know facebook blew the fuck up and myspace was pretty much left to um independent musical uh music artists and shit like that so while i'm still on myspace i'm noticing all these other people they're not active anymore some of them deleted their accounts entirely like they just said fuck it and created a facebook account So I was late to everything. You feel me? (laughs) I got into Facebook probably like two years after it was created. And I did what everybody else did. And I am mentioning this to talk about like social media itself being a, a societal whorehouse. Like when Facebook started off, like don't get it twisted. Like Facebook was the shit when it first came out. You know, like most men who are able to take advantage of the tools and the resources that we had. I was getting pussy off Facebook, tell you like that. MySpace is different. Like, you know, the whole layout of MySpace is different and it's unique still. There's still not many. I like the layout of MySpace compared to Facebook. I'm going to be honest. Facebook, in a lot of ways, is too structured. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's too structured. On Facebook. Compared to like the old school MySpace layout. But when Facebook came out. Motherfuckers was, was. Was smashing bitches. On the regular. Because you would find women. It would be easier. During that time. Because. I think they had something where they. You had to choose. What high school you went to. Or which school you went to. In order to verify that you are of age. In the year and all that shit. And of course people lied anyway. But. I remember going on Facebook and because I went to a certain high school, they would give me a, you know, friend or you know, people that I may know due to the high school I went to. And I didn't go to the high school in my area. I went to a vocational high school. So here I have my hands on all of these bitches that I remembered from high school. And I'm just adding left and right. Boom. Add, 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 add. I'm telling y'all niggas. For a fucking reason, right? All of these women respond back. All of these women I've hung out with, most of these women, effortlessly. No effort. Zero effort. What ended up happening, I live not too far from a a train station. Most of the cities that these bitches went to school with me with were off of this train station. (laughs) So I had free range. But what ended up happening in the long run, I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck happened because Facebook was pretty live. I'm not going to lie. Or should I use what the kids would say? Facebook was lit. How about that? Facebook was indeed lit. Okay. But something happened along the way. Rules and regulations and all this other shit. And they started doing something on Facebook and it fucked everything up same with Instagram in a lot of ways. I think IG like IG bitches fucked up Instagram for me. I'll never go on IG again. Unless I have a, a lot of money and I'm just trying to smash bitches and just finesse them. Just pretend that I have money and and give them like sell them the dream and smash them. That would be the only reason why I would go on Instagram. Instagram and Facebook have became like toxic battlegrounds for bitches. Now it's like you have the interwebs now, which is like OnlyFans. That's where the hoeing continues. But it begins on social media. These behaviors begin on social media. This level of narcissism begins on social media for women. So you'll catch these bitches, these goofy ass hoes that I'm going to be fucking just completely slow roasting these bitches. Because on top of being dysfunctional and Believing that education is everything. You got simps and you got manginas fucking it up for everybody. And without further ado, I want to play this next sound clip. And it's called Soulmate Simping. You guys are going to hear it firsthand. Soulmate Simping. We may have to analyze this twice. I'm not even joking. If she's a homebody, barely got friends, loves to eat, got a good vibe and mad goofy... She's not wifey material. She's a soulmate. (laughs) One more time. If she's a
2: homebody, barely got friends, loves to eat, got a good vibe and mad
0: goofy, she's not wifey material. She's a soulmate. (sighs) What the fuck? Like, come on. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get this nigga out of here. This is the type of energy, man, that we cannot have in these streets. These bitches are cold-hearted at best. These bitches are venomous at best. These bitches are diabolical at the very least. These bitches are completely um they they're looking for niggas like this guy. They're looking for niggas. I'm gonna play this again. Y'all niggas gotta it. hear this. It Y'all gotta hear this fuckery. They're looking for niggas like him. If she's a homebody, barely got friends, loves to eat, got a good vibe and mad goofy, she's not wifey
1: material.
2: She's a soulmate.
0: Get this motherfucker up out of here. Like, I'm not even trying to go any further with this. Cause I'll You simps and you and you beta monsters out there. You got to understand how you sound right now. You sound like a fucking moron. You sound like an idiot. Where's Pauly at? Get pa- Tell Uncle Pauly to get this nigga up out of here. Oh! <laughs> get this nigga up out of here. We don't even want to hear anything else from this these type of niggas. They have the soulmate dynamic. The soulmate theory. Shout out to Rolo Tomasi. Where... By luck or an unfortunate event, they believe in everlasting love. They believe in soulmates. They believe in life partners. They believe in all this bullshit, regardless of all the fuckery that's in front of them. All of the bullshit, right? All of the dysfunctional women, all of the twerking, all of all of the slutty, smutty, thought-like behaviors out here. And you still got guys like him, looking for that special soulmate. You soulless, simp, destructive demon, piece of garbage. You fucking bottom shelf, jobless jabroni, sucker for love. Uh, uh just dealing with puppy love, fourteen year old crushes ass, grown adult ass niggas need to stop it. Y'all need to stop. This shit is. This is fucking embarrassing. To hear men like this. This guy had to be at least in his 30s. And he sounds like a Gen Z baby right now. He sounds like a Gen Z baby. All of these cool terminologies. And yeah, find a soulmate. Yeah, that's wifey. No, no, that ain't no wifey material. That's a soulmate. Sit your tired ass down. We do not tolerate that type of sympathy at the church. Sit down. These niggas talking about they need soulmates. These niggas need Jesus, bro. It's time to follow God, nigga. Stop following these dirty, disgusting, despicable, distasteful ass bitches, man. I'm not even joking. See, I'm a spiritual person. You feel me? I joke around with this shit a lot. I use the church references because the church references is the influence from um, Minister Jap. Right. And it's also an influence of just growing up in the black church. But the message that I'm bringing to the table, this shit is fire. This shit is raw. Like, I can't even I can't even sugarcoat it. I can't even fuck around with y'all. Matter of fact, bring the organs in. Fuck this shit. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to bring it in anyway. I wasn't even trying to come with this energy tonight. I really wasn't. I'm still in a festive mood. I brought this up in an episode I did earlier that you guys probably won't see until next week. That I'm in a festive mood. I'm just not in the holiday spirit. Especially finding out I'm getting some more money this week. Man, Shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Found out niggas getting some more bread. Now now I'm definitely in the holiday spirit. <laughs> yes, sir. Ain't no doubt about that. Definitely in the holiday spirit. Definitely will in the Fridays, bitches, in the holiday. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire along with thoughts in this functional hose. See, that should be an album right there. We already, We've already gotten to a point in life where... You know simps exist. You know, bottom shelf vagina exists, yet you still got these guys pedestalizing and validating this type of behavior. That nigga you just heard was a simp amongst simps. Right? But they try to make that narrative acceptable because, hey, you killed them with kindness type of behavior. We are men, we are Vikings, we are warriors, we are destructive, we are chaotic. But we are controlled in our chaos. Women aren't. So all of the dysfunctional behaviors and all of the uprising of single motherhood and the celebration of it. Remember, this comes from the celebration of the dysfunctional, distasteful, disgraceful, completely ass backwards, completely washed, completely annihilated vagina having assholes with absolutely positively nothing to offer you. Nothing to offer you. They have nothing to offer you. Just remember that. This is the reason why we're going through this whole compilation here. And because I have so much other shit that I want to address that I'm not going to do it to the next day anyway. And I don't feel burdened. I don't feel like necessarily burning myself out because I did do a lot of moving around and a lot of work today. So I'm really chilling out. But I'm still we're still grilling these bitches. And we're grilling these simp ass niggas. They're bitches too. They're soy boy, bitch made niggas, and they're also bitches. So when I say bitches, women, keep in mind, you guys are not necessarily exclusive to this. There's a lot of mangina, bitch made, simp, nice guy niggas that need to hear this message. So the soulmate, soulmate simping is just the idea of a man who believes that love is still out there for. Her. But he doesn't look at it when it comes to women. There's women to love. No. There's one. There's that one and only. There's that soulmate. You know? There's that uh everlasting love that all you have to do is search, you know what I mean? There's a special there's a there's a special someone for everyone, right? You know what I mean? And this is my only response to this type of fuckery and this type of madness stop it get some help sit the fuck down somewhere and you men y'all really be making us look bad man somebody really need to check y'all niggas y'all simps like that nigga y'all just heard he needs to get washed somebody need to find him in the back alley where he's walking away and, and just punch him in the chest don't punch him in the face we're not trying to we not trying to really harm anybody we trying to man niggas up soon as he j- soon as he walks around the corner i want to hear a directly to the chest these niggas need tough love and they need christ that's what that's what it boils down to they need tough love and they need the holy spirit the holy father of christ to guide these simps away from the jezebel spirits and these whores of babylon let's get it let's get it let's get it okay let's get with it We still got one, two, three, four. We've got four left. You notice I'm dragging this shit along because I'm really winding this down. So I may have to speed things up a bit to prevent myself from burning the fuck out. Like I said, today was a very active day. I'm glad that I at least got my six to eight hours of sleep. But fuck all that. Let's get right back into the fuckery. Let's get right back into the red pill uh, compilation responses. And we're going to go with something that is called Stuck Up hoe. I named this Stuck Up hoe for a reason. Let's find out why.
2: Something that really annoys me is society's obsession with humbling women. Like the second you dare to like yourself a little bit is you're really not all that. Or wow, you're so self-obsessed. Like who am I supposed to be obsessed with? You?
0: So this type of behavior, by the way, is a despicable... Below average, this is your typical five and below white bitch. Now, these white bitches really, they've really gotten brave. And I feel sorry for a lot of these white men, especially a lot of you intelligent white men who know for a fact the last thing you want to do is date some of these black bitches. This is coming from me, a melanated man, and I approve this message. But these white bitches are now out of pocket. This five and below bitch, and I'm telling you, she is... She has red hair, all right? She doesn't have the most prettiest face, and she has the most shittiest, arrogant attitude with nothing to offer. She has such a basic look. Basic. Five and below look. She has such a basic look. It has such an arrogant attitude. And these bitches talk about they're looking for good men. They're looking for this. They're looking for that. And their attitude, they act as if they're eights and nines. But once again, ladies, you are fives and belows at best. Fucking God. Where do these women get their attitude from? Like, really, if you think about it, like I said, a lot of these bitches are very basic. They don't have much looks. And I'm saying this as a, I would like to consider myself above average. I I, I don't look at myself as better than the next man because I'm not competing with the next man. This goes back into the alphas, the betas, and sigma male mindset. I'm not competing. The person that I'm competing with is the person that That looks back at me in the mirror. I'm trying to better myself. I'm my toughest opponent. If that makes any sense to people. Then that resonates. If it doesn't. Take a a harder look. Into the mirror. And look at the things that you need to better yourself. Before looking at the next motherfucker. You feel me? Matter of fact. Even though we're not in church. We're not in church. But we do have the pastor in the building. Pastor. You already know what I want you to say. Y'all need to quit talking about other folk and start practicing getting your shit, Get your stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. But these women, it ceased to amaze me where you see women who aren't even attractive. This woman is barely attractive, meaning if she was in a crowd of funky ass bitches, then she might shine. She might get her shine. She might get her little recognition and the validation and the attention that she wants. But if she goes into a room with a bunch of high level bitches, eights and nines, this bitch would be at the back burner. If this was an establishment, right, if she was in an establishment, she wouldn't be in the front greeting. This bitch would be at the back washing dishes. Dishwater stained shirt ass bitches. See, and this is the problem. Like I said, a lot of these women haven't really gotten their reality checks yet. And unfortunately for a lot of these bitches, they won't receive it until it's too late. Oh, it's too late to have kids now. It's too late to want to start a family now. With all the activity, the sexual activity and smutting that you're doing, your ability to pair bond, well, shit, that won't exist. Even if you find somebody, a lot of these women, they find good guys. Like the guy I mentioned earlier, the guy that I played earlier, where this guy stood around with this bitch, took care of the kid, only for the bitch to run off. Fuck the baby father and then leave the guy. <laughs> ah, man. Welcome to the big leagues, buddy. Have a seat. Keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> Please put your phone on silent and enjoy the ride, okay? Now, we talked about a stuck up hoe. So apparently, we have stuck up hoe two. So we know stuck up hoe one is bad. Maybe stuck up hoe two. Maybe a little bit better. Let's find out.
1: I have proof that if he wanted to, he would. I don't even know this guy. This guy has been sending me goodnight, queen, every single night since May. Every single night. Goodnight, queen, goodnight, queen. I'm really attached to it now. Sometimes if I don't get a goodnight, queen, it like hurts my feelings. Sometimes I say goodnight back. Sometimes. Goodnight, queen, goodnight, queen. But this has lasted longer than some of my relationships. I feel like everyone deserves to be told goodnight, queen, every single night for the rest of their life. And I love
0: this. almost at 200. See, now, this is a difference here. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to point something out. Even though you guys couldn't physically see that video, from what I remembered, this bitch was bad. This was a bad... This this chick was like a 7 or 8. She was up there. You know what I mean? And she's only talking about the fact that some simp-ass nigga is saying goodnight, queen, every fucking day every night this is how low the simp has gotten and makes us men look bad we're gonna let you hoes have these simps y'all can have them turn them into the bitches that they are give them titties y'all with the transgenderism and all that fuckery give them a, give them a pair of titties cut they dicks off because they're not they're not using it properly they're not using their head properly and they're not using their second head properly these niggas are fucking retarded you understand me These guys who put these women on pedestals are retarded. And you wonder why guys like me while out spaz out when it comes to these type of disgusting, despicable bitches, they get their. They get their validation via inbox, they get their validation via Facebook, they get their validation via Tinder, they get their validation via Bumble, they get their validation via social media and dating apps, they get their validation publicly if. A man, right, if a man puts himself in that position, like that guy, luckily she didn't mention the guy's name, although they showed the messages, but didn't put the guy in there. Luckily, she had enough respect. Most hoes would just put the whole fucking guy out there, what he does for a living, how much money he makes, because that's how dysfunctional and disrespectful women are towards men. Women don't necessarily respect men. They rather expect men to be something than respect them for who they are. That love me for who I am narrative that a lot of these guys have, they're completely done. They're washed. And it, it, and it comes a time where these guys have to go too. Like I said, you simps are just as bad as these hoes. We can't save you as much as we can save these women. So you can join these bottom feeding bitches, put on a dress, do all the shit that that is popular in media because it's all cool now and everybody needs to see it, including your children. Let's make it all let's make it all public. Let's turn you niggas into hoes because you act like hoes and you validate this shit and you put bitches on pedestals. So when this bitch comes out here and talks about this guy is saying good night to me two hundred times and making you look like a fucking idiot. Realize that she's not really doing anything wrong. <laughs> and like I said, this bitch is bad. So I'm a little biased. She was a little bit more pleasant to look at than the other bitch with the funky ass attitude. But that was still a stuck up hoe. We got two more to go. And as you know, let's continue with the show. I rhymed. But it's about that time. Uh, This next sound clip is called Toxic. So let's get into it.
3: Can we please? talk about how hard it is to learn to let yourself be loved correctly after a toxic relationship or many toxic relationships or just toxic years because i look at my girlfriend 20 times a day and i'm like why why are you okay like aren't i a monster am i not just crazy am i not just too much and too little all at the same time am i not just the worst person ever she goes you're so easy to be around what, does, what do I do with that? What am I supposed to do with that? Because I can't yell now. I can't... We're not arguing. We're just enjoying each other's company. And it makes me uncomfortable. 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 Um, this is untried territory. I go to my therapist. And I'm like, is this normal? She's like, you're just in a healthy relationship.
0: So you heard... A crazy ass bitch. Let me, just, let me just keep it real with you. This is a crazy one. This is a waiting to exhale type bitch. This is a woman just on any average day, if the partner's not speaking to her, she sets the partner's clothes on fire, throws it out the window, makes a big scene. These are the type of women you got to stay away from. She's so toxic herself that she doesn't know it. Or maybe she's acknowledging the fact that maybe she's toxic. But this goes back to the self-accountability thing that a lot of women don't have. Where they're so used to this. They're used to defuckery. They're used to dysfunction. They're used to chaos. When they find a partner, when they find a guy who is actually worthy, that actually scares a lot of these women off. They don't want guys who they can just click with. Because that means that that woman catches feelings. Now, when she catches feelings, she's off her guard. When she's hitting you up every day seeing what you're doing, rather you hitting her up every day seeing what she's doing, then that says something. Or maybe you're about to text the bitch and then you get a text message. Shit like that, right? But, of course, we can't really dabble with a lot of these women, unfortunately. These women are long gone. That woman is long gone. She's seeing a therapist. And the therapist had to tell her that she's in a healthy relationship. That, yeah, let down your guard. Enjoy the time that you have. From what you are telling me, nothing is going on that should be um, alarming or something that you should proceed with caution and everything's fine in the relationship. These women need therapists to tell them that. Just, just remember, we're in this day and age now where mental health among women is addressed immediately. Um, if you want proof, the dependency on antidepressants by women is at an alarming rate uh deaths and overdoses via pills or opioids or uh, heroin opiate itself alarming rate right dropping like flies and all of these things are addressed they're not addressed in the fashion that i may address them but still they're talked about rarely but still but when it comes to men and the men's issues and The problems that we have dealing with today's women, women don't want to hear that shit. Because in the way that I talk about being my best opponent, they have to look at their worst enemy, which is the person that looks back at them in the mirror. All right. So we're breaking this down like a compound, man. Nevertheless, only the best Jersey Judah Red Pill Party podcast. Uh, Useless women or useless woman. This is the last clip. Then we're gonna get ready to wrap this up in a little bit but without further ado the last clip useless woman
3: many people have looked at me on this app and the way i dress or the way i talk and then they comment like oh she's probably a gold digger and i just realized like today that i have never been called a gold digger by a rich man it's always the broke boys calling me a gold digger like baby you're 19 You probably work a minimum wage job, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with, but what am I going to take from you? They'd be like, oh, boys, watch out. She's probably a gold digger. Oh, we got a gold digger over here. Like, Brandon, what am I going to dig from you? Mm. 20 bucks? Come on. Even if I was a gold digger, you don't have any gold for me to dig. It's never the rich men that are accusing me of being a gold digger, but if I was pursuing a rich man, and he was, I could understand why he'd be precautious of me being a gold digger, but it's always the ones with no money. And this isn't me trying to be classist or anything this is just an observation that i've made where rich men have never called me a gold digger while boys who make less than me accuse me of wanting their money when i don't even want them in the first place
0: Gold digging, funky ass bitch. You funky bitch, you. You funky bitch, you. Let me explain something before we play this back one more time. I want to give you guys an analysis. And this is going into my personal memory bank of viewing this this morning when I was gathering the audio. This woman is a not so attractive Asian. And that's hard for me to say because a lot of Asian women got it going on. A lot of y'all, a lot of y'all fly Asians out there. You Japanese, Korean, Chinese um, women have it going on. You know what I'm saying? I just want to address that sincerely. But with all that being said, this funky uh, general sauce chicken cooking bitch Out here acting like she is cashing out on men. This bitch is below average at best. What the fuck is going on here? What the fuck? I was watching this shit and I was going, wow, this has to be recorded. Because this woman was not all that. And maybe, just maybe, just maybe, the reason why... This woman wasn't called a gold digger by rich men, is because she doesn't deal with rich men. Maybe I'm just saying. Cause if a nigga got some money, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not facilitating you, dear, dear. You better, you barely got it going on. This bitch, for one, she's shaped like a twelve-year-old. You know how you know how Asian women are, and I'm not trying to be racist, but. Asian women are particularly small. They're they're very petite. They're very petite. You understand? They're very petite. (laughs) And this bitch literally looked like a 12-year-old. Bitch had negative eight cups. Damn, chest was fucking concaved in. That's how little tits she had. And she talking about gold digger this gold digger that typical women today when it comes to social media because remember without social media these bitches wouldn't there wouldn't be a only fans there would strictly be prostitution i personally believe that a lot of these women who have only fan accounts right If OnlyFans and the internet did not exist and they were down to the bare minimum of having to make an income, these women would easily sign up for the Streetwalker Night Stalker Prostitution Realm. And that's just the goddamn truth, man. That's just the goddamn truth. I mean... We're in a societal whorehouse. Imagine going to a strip club looking for a wife or imagine going to the to the mall going to Foot Locker looking for bananas or just the most absurd retarded shit possible. And just equate that to today's day and age when it comes to relationships, interactions, conversations, and communications with your modern day women. This is what we live in. And I don't, I'm not happy to say that. I'm not happy to, to address this matter and subject. In fact, I wouldn't mind if these dysfunctional bitches would just go somewhere already and just, you know, acknowledge the fact that they're hoes so a lot of us men don't have to waste our time. But unfortunately, a lot of us already made the decision like, yo, fuck these bitches. Let's get this money. Fuck these bitches. Let's get this business started. Fuck these bitches. Let's work on this career. Let's work on this business transaction. (coughs) You know what I'm saying? Let's work on investing. Because remember, I want you guys to remember something. I had this saved off too because I wanted to address this in another episode. You'll invest while she expects. In relationships today, before I wrap things up. And I had, like I said, I had a lot of things. Uh, typed or written down on my notes I had a lot of things written down and typed down on my notes that fortunately I have so much that I can break this shit down three days easily because I still wanted to talk about the Sigma male mindset and I figure I'll do that I think I still have to come in Thursday, so I'm gonna do that Thursday. We're gonna we're gonna pretty much go through certain articles. We're gonna go through the definition of sigma. We're gonna pretty much do what we did last time, but we're gonna go even more in detail because I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you my real experiences. So, just to give y'all a little taste, right? When I grew up, I realized that there was a lot of things different about me in comparison to everybody else. And that was a big problem that I had. I I almost wanted to fit in. That was the beta male mindset that I had. And I had to learn to embrace who I was. There was a lot of things that helped me find um, creativity or originality, therefore individuality. Certain things like skateboarding, for example. You know what I mean? Shit, shit that niggas don't fucking do. You know what I'm saying? This was back in 2001, so there wasn't a lot of niggas. There wasn't Lil Wayne. Uh, Pharrell Williams was probably out, but wasn't really skateboarding and doing all that type of shit yet in his, in his career. Lupe Fiasco. All these niggas, they didn't exist. So I pretty much took that as a challenge like this is something different i can get hurt i can die on this skateboard but i can die on the street corner selling dope i can die on the street corner banging a banging a set representing the hood um i can die regardless but i've taken what i've took what, what i've looked at as a grateful um, necessary risk and just embracing diversity head on. So I dedicated a good portion of my childhood to skateboarding and that helped me open my mind to different people and different activities and still embracing who I am, but also exploring and seeing how other people are, are, are experiencing other people's culture or people telling me about what they do and their routine. You know what I mean, that was still a fascination so, on the outdoor perspective or an extroverted perspective, there was skateboarding and then martial arts that that helped me with discipline, not only learning to follow orders but get to a certain point to know techniques and no ways to do things to where I can instruct. you feel me so martial arts also was a big part of that um embracing who I was. Um, carrying myself with a certain amount of pride that is still seen in a way of being humble. It's not an egotistical pride. It's pride of who you are instead of what you are. Who you are as a person rather than what you do for a living or what your career is. It's a personal bond that you as a man or you as a person in general need to have with yourself. This is why, um, when I talk about self development, I talk about the the development from within you need to evaluate and analyze yourself before you analyze the things and the people around you. And I've always addressed this in the sense of self accountability, um, uh, responsibility, sacrifice, and it was something else. But I, I'm actually thinking about, I'm really thinking about writing this book because there's a lot of things that I want to talk about. And I remember it being called The Game of Self-Development. And that's a possible book name. I have not saved. So I'm really thinking about... I'm not writing. I'm going to be typing. So... That's going to be more of a tedious process, but I think that I have enough patience to do it, especially with my off time that I'm going to be having soon. It would be something that I would like to invest time in and invest energy and effort in, in the same way that I do this podcast. Um, all of this shit, man, like I said, we're winding down 2021 and this year did not start off the way that it's ending. And I mean that in the most positive, uh, joyful way possible where, you know, I'm starting off 2021 at this previous job, man. And I looked at it and I remembered this like it was yesterday. I go into work and this is probably my third day back at this, this last job. And it's the same building that I was in 2015. So it was still sort of a nostalgic. I know that sounds like cringy, but it's still a nostalgic feeling like, oh, man, I didn't think I would come back here. I almost felt accomplished for a second because the job I was at before was even worse. Like I wanted to go back. That's why I got back to where I was at my last job. And I remember going in This is like my third day. I run into uh, my coworker, one of my coworkers. But he was a black dude. I think he was a little, I don't know if he was, I don't even remember if he was older or younger. That's crazy. But I don't think we were that too far apart in age. So we sort of clicked. You know what I mean? So during break, I'm like, yo, I'm about to smoke. You're trying to ride. And then we'll we'll go up and down the main road, smoke a Dutch whatever, then come back, clock in, finish the rest of the eight hours. And this was after this day, you know, it wasn't beforehand. Cause like I said, this is my third day at the job. So I go and I sit down and I think he recognized me because either he was there a little bit before I left the job or he was already there. But, you know, I told him who I was. I told him that I was already here. I was already at the old job 2015 and I'm just back, you know, trying to get you know, the most money I can for the time being. And he just, he just, he was straightforward, straight honest. And it was the best advice or the best day or the most honest thing that I've heard from a coworker. He was like, dog, you better off trying to get as much money as you can find the best opportunity and leave. Like they don't offer shit here. That's what he said. Straight up. And I looked at him funny, but then I thought about it when I was working 2015, I was just a nigga trying to grind, get his money up. So I didn't really care. At the time, I didn't really pay attention to the money as long as it was consistent. As long as I know I have something solid or at least solid enough to where I can be comfortable a little bit, stack as much as possible. And like I said, find my next next best option. This nigga left maybe two months after that conversation because he already had shit set and he's been there. He was there for close to five years. So when I finally left and I started the year, oh no, when I left where I was at before and went to my previous job, the beginning of, or the end of 2020 was regret. Like I felt that I made the wrong decision But I couldn't really grasp why or how. What decision did I make was wrong? I just felt me being back here wasn't a good decision, right? But I was like, fuck it. That's just self-doubt. You know what I mean? Sometimes when you're in the fight, you're in the fight alone. When you're a Sigma male, when you're like a lone wolf, you're in the fight alone. So the only person that's going to take the brunt of the downfall is you. So I almost forgot about that I kind of lost myself at that particular time because I was just so focused on getting money and getting back to work because I left that the previous job before that I left and you know I left for good reason and I was able to get a good amount of compensation for that but that didn't that didn't really help me chill out I wasn't necessarily relaxed. I was out there looking for the next opportunity. So this previous place came. And how the year ended last year, I have gotten that job November 28th of 2020. And I was excited. I was like, yeah, I'm getting back into my place. I remember I was feeling ecstatic. And that feeling literally lasts two weeks. After two weeks at that job, I hated the job. I hated the people I worked with because in a lot of ways it was the same people I worked with which means they've submitted to their workplace. they have became slaves to that workplace because since I was there 2015, they've treated nobody better. they've actually went they've actually fell through on a lot of things. They have poor leadership, poor pay. You're not really getting anything, you know, in those type of areas. So I knew at the end of the year, I was doing what I'm doing right now. I'm sitting in my car. I wasn't doing podcasting yet or I wasn't podcasting that day because there was a time when I started back to podcasting and I only wanted to do two or three shows a week. And I'm sitting in my car. I'm in the same parking lot that I was in 2015. Right. You had to put myself in my shoes for a second. And I'm saying to myself, is this a real accomplishment? Like, I'm in the same company. I'm working for the same company that I worked for the previous job before that that did me dirty. So now I'm just going into a new a new district, a new county, offering the same shit, more hassle, more people to deal with, you know, more guys, like secret, secret bosses, I call them, I didn't find a lot of secret bosses here. And like I said, I'm very blessed, very grateful. If any gift that I've gotten this year was the opportunity to have what I have today. And I only have above to look up to and to think. And really just the God given strength and the, and the ability to tolerate and go through hell to get to some temporary form of heaven. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers just got paid a good amount last week. And I'm looking forward to more money this week. Just because the year's ending and these people are considerate enough to understand that, hey, we know the holiday's coming up and your last quarter is going to be up in the next few weeks anyway because it's the end of the year. So we'll pay you this week. Like, that's different. And I'm in a place now where it's like, yo, I got the groove of this place. I know everything like the back of my hand now. All the equipment, all the machinery, all the tasks that I need to do, I'm usually ahead of time. That's why I'm going so hard right now because, really, I'm done everything in here. Everything is put away. Everything is finished. I don't have to really do anything when I come back in besides get ready to punch out. You know what I mean? I was supposed to stop now, but fuck it. We going in. But I remember, like, I'm sitting in my fucking car. And it was, I was doing almost the same hours here, but I worked 1030 to 11. And the extra 30 minutes was before our quote unquote break. We don't have breaks here. Anytime I want to go somewhere, I just have to let anybody that I'm working with know, yo, I'm getting something to eat. Yo, I'm going back to the house and grabbing something real quick. I'll be right back. I'm, I'm seven minutes away. So I can go to my house and back in 15 minutes easily. I just never did it because I have no reason to. But it's different here. Even on a busy day. Like even when I know there's shit going on. And I got to be on my feet. I got to get this. Certain amount of work done in time, especially if I if I podcast, and podcasting is one of those activities that actually makes me more active. I have to be on top of my game and be on top of the work that I do, and be able to get everything done quick, but also to the point. You know what I mean? Not half assing, working harder, not smarter. You know what I'm saying? Doing that, or Having to do that in order to to podcast means that the podcast motivates me to be a better worker. And I'm also sharpening my skills, also sharpening my my wordplay, if you will, in the same level that a hip-hop artist does when he writes rhymes. I'm not writing rhymes. I'm speaking off the top of my head. But the shit that I talk about should resonate with a good portion of you men because you guys are witnessing this type of behavior. You're witnessing this type of madness from these type of women. I mean, if I really had the energy or if this, if I've gathered, if I've had stumbled across this information when I was 23, I would probably be a millionaire right now. And I'm not saying that because I'm talented. I'm saying that I know what I talk about and I'm confident and I stand on what the fuck I say. See, that's what makes you a man. I get tired of these bitches trying to justify what a man is when none of these bitches were raised by men. They were raised by angry single mothers and their attitude and dysfunction rubbed off on them. It was like in their genetics. I don't know what the fuck it is. Like, it, it's, it's despicable at this fucking point. I really have to sit back and say to myself, I, I'm i grateful like, I am I am very grateful. I have no children with none of these bottom-shelf bitches. I have no children. I have no debt. All of the debt that I've dealt with from going going to college, trying to do, um, what the fuck? I don't even remember what the fuck I was doing. Don't even matter. All of that debt is taken care of. So the only thing I have now is money coming in and opportunity coming in. And now I'm looking for places and avenues to put my money into. Crypto, that's going to be something down the line that I I think that I'm going to have to invest in. I really want to go over some things with some people that really know about, you know, what the cryptocurrency is and how things are really going. You know, Bitcoin and shit like that. It's on and popping. I'm really trying to invest and really build an empire for myself. See, a woman, she talks about building an empire, but the woman always needs a man to build an empire. Remember that. A woman is not a queen without a king. This this ass backwards um, ideology, if you will, when a woman can just assign herself as a queen and assign herself as a goddess and assign herself as a diva without having any qualities of doing it. It's amazing how... Men don't really say anything, and other women definitely don't say nothing. You see a fat bitch working at all these bagging groceries, calling herself a queen, saying she wants a high value man. These bitches aren't willing to take care of themselves, so why do they expect a man to do so for her? That would be like me. See, look, me, I work. I work for a living. I'm not a nigga on the corner, but I was a nigga on the corner. I knew niggas on the corner. I grew up with niggas on the corner, several corners, In several counties, in several cities, it's it's not just one corner. It's not just one neighborhood. It's not just one street corner. Other street corners. Being around stone-cold niggas, straight up. Violent, predatory niggas. Stone-cold niggas, right? But I knew, in my mind, I'm saying to myself, well, I'm not beat to go down this avenue where I'm doing something, I'm making money, but I'm constantly looking over my back. I'm constantly looking over my shoulder. I'm constantly paying attention to how the next person perceives me because I want to make sure that this person isn't trying to set me up or because I'm with these niggas around the corner, I wanna make sure I'm solid with these other niggas that I'm cool with, because I know they're beefing with a nigga around the corner that I hang out with. I'm not trying to get involved in none of that shit. And if I have to go along with life and the position that I'm in, uh, mostly by myself, besides a few people that I chill with, a few people that I communicate with when I'm off of work or when they're off of work, or when we both have time in general, then it will just be that. Like, I'm comfortable in this position. Would I say I'm happy? In a lot of ways, yes. In a lot of ways, yes. I am very happy with the result that I'm getting from the work that I'm putting in, actually getting results, actually seeing results, actually realizing that the things that are going on that is taking place that is positive, it is because of me and my decisions. I'm very used to making bad decisions growing up in my twenties. I spent time chasing women and making fucked up decisions. I hope a lot of you guys, you 23 to 27 uh, majority of the demographic. I hope you guys who are listening do not make the mistakes that I made. And I'm going to talk about these mistakes in future episodes because I'm that type of nigga. I'm that type of guy. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things, like I said, that I've held back. When I started podcasting, I wasn't sure what route it would go, meaning it can go really good, but I can just feel like, "Uh." and that's what happened. With a lot of the Facebook Live shit, I was killing it. I was reaching people out of the state. I was reaching people on the other side of the country, real supportive people. Like people that got me through serious, tough times when I wasn't so sure that I'd even want to fucking live. I'm just being, I'm being as blunt and as and as honest as humanly possible. When I didn't feel that I was capable of going forward, I felt that, hey, I did everything that I tried to do to make something of myself and it's hard. I can't do it. That's how I felt. I felt I couldn't fucking do anything. I was helpless. I, even though I wasn't on the street corner, I wasn't doing shit in the same way that they wasn't doing shit. I was still hoping and praying for a come up. Not really being willing to take a risk and make anything of it. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. And it was the support of those people, the people that I've never met, the people I, unfortunately, in this life, I'll probably never meet that supported me shared my content, was like, yo, I understand. I went through this in the past. I went through this with an X. I went through the same shit. Those were the people that got me through my toughest times, not the people around me. So that's why I'm very cold hearted when it comes to the people around me now. I see the world through a different view. I see the world through a different view, so I can't, I can't pretend or I can't participate with these people because I already know that we are on different playing fields. We're on different levels. We're coming from different uh, frequencies. I'm coming from a high crown root chakra, a higher frequency. A lot of people come from a lower frequency. So it was just all about money. It's all about this. It's all about bitches. No, it's about self-development. It's about bettering yourself. And you niggas is getting this, you getting this game from somebody who's really on that path, who's really doing this shit. And we're going to start publicizing this shit because this really needs to be out there. You know, the podcast is, was cracking right now, but because I don't have much of a presence on social media because I don't really care about social media. I don't really have the audience to really spread my shit out there. So with the YouTube channel, that's pretty much my extended voice where I have to reach that audience. I have to reach those people because those people are going to be connected to the podcast. So I'm trying to reach And go to different avenues while still promoting the podcast. So I'm trying to come back with even more of an audience, even more support. And then the things that I was trying to do in the beginning was make it more of an interactive experience. I can really make that happen. But I know I'm grinding. I'm putting in the work. I'm paying my dues. I'm putting in the work. That's like being a rapper. You can't just be a hot rapper, tell a nigga you hot and you want to be signed and you have no work. You have no songs. You have no rhymes on you. You just go off the top. Yo, I'm the hottest. Sign me. I can rap right now. I can rap about anything. But that nigga's going to ask you, but can you put a song together? Can you structure words? Can you come up with a topic? Can Can you stay on a subject? Can you articulate things different than how other people articulate can you have a different sound a different flow a different energy see what i mean so for me this this podcast is that is me putting in the work this is the mixtapes this is the rough copies this is me creating and building a house and starting with the foundation laying down the structure that needs to take place in order to build around it and I feel there was a lot of growing pains that I experienced and I talk about this a lot although I call it harsh realities I also like to use the term growing pains as well these growing pains is like you reach an age and I'm not sure what it is with a lot of us men I can't really pinpoint it I believe it's different for a lot of us where you reach an age and a point in your life where you look around and really start to understand who's around, who's, who's around you and who's with you. Some people are always around you, but they're never with you. They're not with you. They don't understand your struggle. They don't understand your mind. They're with you or they're around you for what you have, but they're never with you. There's never a real understanding between you, but, just by environment just by where you live these people are always around you and that's what I've always experienced like imagine just being around people but not being with people like you're just there and they're there you have no real connection to them you have no real relation to them and a lot of and a lot of and a lot of times we as men don't realize we're in places we don't belong fuck race you be around niggas that you shouldn't be around A lot of y'all need to open your mind and be around other people anyway. We got people that marched and died for this shit. Real shit. Really think about that. You had people that, that marched and died for a real cause to bring people together, yet you still choose to separate yourself and align yourself with the true enemy which in a lot of cases is a person that's looking back at you in the mirror and it's due to your environment and the people you choose to socialize and be around. See, I didn't want to get too serious, but I also didn't want to get too comical either. So I allowed the shit in the beginning, the hijinks. <laughs> what what word is that? Um, damn it, I forgot that word. I love that word though. Um Satire excuse me satire we got all the satire shit out of the way in the beginning but i wanted to get serious at the end because like i said i want to keep a balance i want to keep a balance in life i don't believe see a lot of people and you got to realize that's the thing about life where there's good and evil you're not good will never over over, good will never uh beat evil It won't happen. Evil has to exist in order for good to be acknowledged. I think a director by the name of David Lynch. I'm sure a lot of you guys heard of David Lynch. I'm actually one of his big fans, especially when it came to the Twin Peaks series, when it came to Blue Velvet, um, and a lot of other movies and, and little projects that he did. But he talks about how he has a thing with balance in a lot of his movies. And if you guys are a fan of Eraserhead, a lot of these movies you guys need to look up. Um, Mahalan Drive. Uh, what else is the other movie that was really good? Lost Highway. These are all like crazy fucking movies. And it has that Twin Peaks like um, setting. If you watch Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks is almost like the beginning of everything supernatural on television. And that's a fact. I acknowledge like Tony Soprano and the Sopranos for being like the first anti-hero to be sort of globalized and to be followed after in the same way that David Lynch, the director in the same aspect that uh, David Chase is with the Sopranos. So keep that in mind. I know my shit, by the way, Um, I'm making a point where David Lynch has an interview And they ask him about his influence. His influence is balance. He talks about the yin and the yang. He talks about good and evil. He talks about black and white and how both are necessary in order to acknowledge one another. Good always acknowledges evil. When you look at media today, the reason why media is so negative is because they choose to simply spread negativity. Hence, if a person does good, hey, this person saved somebody or... This person is donating money to a foundation with cancer. And if you want the information to do so yourself, here it is. They don't do that in the news. Why don't they? Why can't they spread a level of positivity? It's not just negative in the world. This is why we live in a a transhumanism sort of life, where we're now plugged in to the matrix. We know that we're being plugged in. We know we're being duped. We know we're being lied to, but we're comfortable with those lies. That painful, harsh reality is something that a lot of people are not adjusted to knowing and realizing. So a lot of people weren't meant for this message. And I acknowledge that. Because, like I said, what I did earlier, the reason why I'm not even going to upload it yet is because I went in so deep when it comes into the black community and conservatism and being known as a sellout because of Trump support or because being a Republican or... Having conservative views in general as a black person is taboo because essentially thinking outside of the box is taboo. So there is no avenues to originality within the black community that really involves any form of leadership or understanding. It's you're ostracized, you're different. We don't fuck with you. But when you start making moves and you start making something out of yourself, watch those people they'll come back. Trust me. Especially bitches. I brought this up before. It's nothing more distasteful and embarrassing for a woman. For you as a guy to step the fuck up, right? You started off as a fucking bum, right? You started off with nothing and you were bagging bitches like me. I had nothing and I was fucking bitches. No money. Whatever characteristics that these bitches liked, they liked it. I was smashing I brought nothing to the table, and I'm proud as a man to say that. Fuck these bitches. But with that being said, I knew, right, in that process of dealing with women, when I got to a certain point, it was strictly going to be about something. I wasn't sure if it was going to be about, per se, money. It's just about money. It's just about what you bring to the table. It's about nothing else. Are, it's your status like who are you as a person right and when i got older i still was trying to figure out what it, when was it going to happen i was waiting for it because i was dealing with women i wasn't dealing with like i wasn't dealing with multiple women i was dealing with one at a time but i still had access to multiple women i just didn't choose to fuck around which i'm kind of fortunate for because i didn't end up with kids i didn't end up in debt i didn't end up with a bitch i can't stand because there's already enough you bitches that i gotta deal with on a daily basis just to be honest so in a lot of ways i'm very fortunate but i also think like and a lot of us guys we think like damn when did it become like this like Can we really pinpoint, and I want guys to really think about this. Can we really pinpoint when things became the way that they are? Where a guy, a guy is looking for commitment. A guy is looking for relationships. And women are just looking for the next best opportunity. Because remember, even if a guy objectifies a woman, he doesn't necessarily create that. The woman is the one who embraces the narrative and becomes that. So when guys simply acknowledge it, they're vilified, but these bitches are on OnlyFans. So, so who's really objectifying themselves? They literally place themselves on the market. This is a societal whorehouse. This is the back alley bathhouse. Shout out to uh, Thinking Man's Templar again. Once again, the people that I mentioned... Or the people that I really fuck with. And I think if you guys, and since a lot of, a good amount of you guys are listening, a good amount of you guys do listen when you guys get a chance, you should check those people out too. Because with me, and I'm giving people props that are just light years ahead of me when it comes to viewers, when it comes to uh, participation. But none of that shit's really important to me. It's more or less the message. So if anybody, even somebody who I initially disagree with, if they say something valid and make a lot of points, I'm pointing those people out. That's not a problem to me. You feel me? So going forward, that's, the, that's always been the energy. And like I said, I still have huge plans for this whole Red Pill party thing. My goal, as I've addressed before, I'll address again on the way out of here because it's almost 10 o'clock, 9.55 to be exact. We're over two hours, but my original plan was to start off the Red Pill Party podcast, get a buzz, put in the grind, however long it would take. Even if it takes five years to get some notoriety, I'm willing to make that sacrifice because I've put in time and effort to better myself. Why not address that and put that to the forefront to probably help the next man in need of this message? So although, like I said, I'm very... I love the satire, I love the fuckery, I love roasting bitches, but I also love to come with a message. And I believe that balance is necessary in the way that David Lynch explains it. And it's like good and evil, like we're all right, good and evil in this case can represent, as I've always addressed, the entertainment and information aspect, where you have your content creators, your red pill, manosphere, Ibmore, MIGTAL content creators who are more about information. So, their videos are not going to be too entertaining. They're not going to make any funny jokes. They're just going right into the message. And although for a lot of people that's cut and dry, excuse me, cut and dry, it's still needed. It's still necessary to be strictly business. I understand that method. I can go that route, but I choose not to, man. I wouldn't be myself. You know what I mean? Like, I know... And I, I've addressed this so many times, but I'm going to do it again. I know if I chose the route of money or the route of trying to be successful, I wouldn't have chose the red pill. <laughs> this isn't necessarily the most positive uh, area to get revenue and to get influence from. I'm just being real. I chose to fight the fight because I don't give a shit, to be honest. I can make the necessary risk. And if things don't go well with the podcast, fuck it. I have the real world to look at. I have my real job, the real money that I'm bringing to the table and what I need to do to invest and get to the next level. It may not be from this message. I realize that it may not be from the red pill. So I make further steps like I'm I'm already on the lines of being a political figure anyway, why people want to acknowledge it or not because I'll go toe-to-toe with anybody on a political basis and be able to come out on top. I don't use emotion. I use logic. I don't come at people. I come at their message. This is what separates debates from arguments. And a lot of black people especially, I've noticed, and I brought this up in the uh, episode that I did for next week earlier, um, the clubhouse thing. And look, I love watching it. I love I love Clubhouse in a lot of ways. Uh you have a lot of guys especially when um cuz I'm with the fuckery dude. Like I'm a, I'm a regular everyday guy, so I like I like entertainment. So I will watch Clubhouse and you know WAC 100, y'all know WAC 100, Games Manager, Blue Faces Manager, Successful mm-hmm. Men, Pyro niggas, straight up West Side uh West Side California. Or California ass niggas, I should address him in a proper fashion because I know those I know niggas within that thing, right? He's there, and you know he's the center of attention right now. He did that uh, interview with Six Nine and all this shit, right? And I already know that when I go to Clubhouse, I'm not going there for anything insightful. Insightful. I'm going there for fuckery. I'm going there for entertainment. Niggas are going to be arguing back and forth. Niggas is going to be saying shit out of pocket. It's going to be fun and entertaining. I'm not going to get any information, anything informative from Clubhouse. I know this. But the entertainment factor is still important because you're still trying to gather an audience. You know what I mean? You want to grab people from every side of the field, or at least that's how I look at it. I don't give a fuck about being black in the sense of everything that I do has to be black. I'm a black man. I I know the experiences of being a melanated man. I don't need to align myself with a melanated group to feel important about my message. I stand alone. I roll solo. I'm really with the lone wolf lifestyle. When I walk around, when I drive around, I drive solo. I'm with few people. And when I'm with few people, I'm in a closed environment. I'm in a safe environment. I don't really feel necessary for me to just chill out on the street corner and do nothing. That's just my opinion. A lot of niggas, they on the corner, they making money. God bless them, do them. Hopefully they find bigger and better opportunities than what they currently have. But for me, I can't participate in that shit. I can't make those type of unnecessary risks. Because then if I consciously do so, I'm signing up for whatever comes with it. It's like a contract. When I got here, I signed a contract. You understand? A legitimate contract, right? And that contract has the do's and don'ts. It also had the amount that I'm making. It also had the amount of days I'm working, the amount of days that I have off, the times that I get paid, right? Well-organized, well-oiled, well-functioned. So I can't look at that one minute and go, fuck it, I'm going to go out, get in a fight with a nigga, fuck a nigga up, get fucked up, kill a nigga, get killed, real life shit and just put the side, put the job, put all of the opportunity, all of the hard work that I put in, just throw it away over some bullshit on the street corner, over some bullshit that doesn't involve me that I, I, I refuse to do it. I don't. So like I said, we're not going to get too deep into those stories until Thursday. Thursday, we're going to dedicate to the Sigma male mindset, and I'm going to be talking about a lot of the experiences that I've had that put me to the path that I'm on. The path, excuse me, that I'm on at this moment. But you guys know, man, we like t- two hours and ten minutes in the game. Two hours and ten minutes into this message. Into the free game, red pill game, red pill knowledge. You know what I mean? And I think it's about time we uh wrap things up. It is 10 02 p.m., which leaves me only thirteen minutes on the clock for me until I can punch out and get the fuck out of here. Get me something to eat. Get me something to drink. I gotta re up on my green tea. Gotta stay up on your green tea. Stay healthy out there. We gotta put those uh, carbonated drinks aside. I'm really, I'm really trying to create a movement right now. I don't know if people are paying attention. I've been doing this shit for a while, but I'm starting to find my my kick right. But we got to put the carbonated drinks aside. I know we go out there, we drink. I drink beer. Um, The seltzer shit, I was drinking that for a while, but fuck that, I like beer. But when it comes to carbonated drinks like sodas, I tend to replace those with green tea, usually like filtered, legit green tea, not the shit with the extra sugar, although ginseng is pretty good. I've just replaced... A lot of my like I used to drink iced tea, too, but I used to drink the the sugary ones, you know, the shit that have like 26 to 33 grams of sugar. And I be, I'm becoming like one of those health nuts, even though I'm a cigarette smoker, I can't help it. I know I sound hypocritical. Fuck you guys. I'm living my life. Right. But I became I became more conscious, I should say, on what I put into my body. I only eat one time a day in most cases, so I'm already aware that I'm pretty much fasting throughout the day. I'm still drinking liquids. I may have a snack, something that can hold me over, but I try not to consume a full meal while I'm on the clock. It gets in the way of my performance. So during this time when I'm wrapping things up and I'm starting to get hungry, my stomach's starting to rumble, I try to find... I still eat actual food. I just don't eat as much. Or I eat portions. You hear my stomach right now? Jesus. We get ready to wrap this shit up, goddammit. It's been another time. It's been another day or another night. Another podcast for the hell of it. Put the horns in. And we getting ready to wrap things up, man. I'm going to play a little something on the way out. Like I usually do one of my instrumentals. And by the way... I think I've addressed this in a couple episodes. I'm going to do it again. If you like the instrumentals that I make, it is from me, Jersey Judah. You can find them on SoundCloud by simply typing in Jersey Judah. That is J-E-R-Z-E-E-J-U-D-A-H, and you will find my face, and I'll have a good amount of shit, a good amount of instrumentals that you may enjoy. Um, I'm going to be using a lot more of those for future podcasts. Like I said, I'm getting back into music. I'm getting back into the swing of things in general. But I'm talking too fucking much. It's time to wrap shit up. Jersey Judah, Red pill Party Podcast, Mystery Box. Yeah, Mystery Box. We're going to play that. We're going to let that shit resonate with y'all. Play the audience and then wrap it up. I'm out. Peace. back.